Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to Home Education Matters and today we are joined by Becky who is going to be guiding us a little bit on a day in the life and just telling us a bit about her home education journey. So hello Becky, it's very nice to have you with us. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are on your home education journey? Hi, um, yes, well I am uh, a mum of two and I was home educated myself as a teenager and as a result I really wanted to home educate my own children so you weren't put off it no (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's that's a relief for all of us home educating ones so you knew straight away you wanted to home educate yeah yeah so they've never been to school or nursery how old are your children they are now eight and six ah that's that's quite a challenging age I seem to recall yeah yeah they're very sassy but (laughs) Is it two girls or is it a boy and a girl? Oh, no, it's a boy and a girl, older boy and a younger girl. Do they get on with each other? Because my my two are, I've got an older boy and a younger girl about 18 months apart. And when they were that age, like six and seven kind of age, they they really didn't get on very well. (laughs) Sometimes they play for hours really happily and other times that's like, they hate each other. So (laughs) Mm. I try and get them some time apart every week because obviously they are together quite a lot. And sometimes that's a bit much for them. So they sometimes go to um, my mum's. One of them will go and we'll sort of do a bit of juggling so that they can have some time alone, time apart. But actually, they do get on quite well most of the time. And I guess as well, having alone time with you is nice, isn't it? Because when you have two uh, quite close in age, I don't know about you, but I find that pretty much everything we do is as a three. And it's nice sometimes just to have you and one of the others, isn't it? Yeah, and we find the dynamic is really different if you just have one with you. The talks are different, the attitude is different. So my husband and I sometimes take one each if we have errands to run and jobs to do. And we find that that's, we can get those done with a child easier than one of us having both of them and the other one going off. It's a completely different feel, isn't it, when you have just one? I find the chats, even when they were quite young, I find the chats had a completely different complexion. They were often quite a bit more grown up or often wanted to talk about things they didn't want to talk about when the other sibling was there. Yeah, sometimes when they're both there, they're just um, vying for attention or things, whereas by themselves you do get, especially my uh, girl who's the younger one, she sometimes perhaps gets a bit talked over by her brother when we're all together. But on her own, she comes out with all sorts of really cool things. And it's really nice to chat to her. That is really nice. My two went through a stage of not getting on at that age and they kind of pushed through it. And I did a podcast with them for this series, A Day in the Life. And my daughter was saying she's now 14 and my son is 16. They still play together. Uh, for an hour or so a day and my daughter was saying that one of the reasons that they still get on so well is because when they were that age the age of your two they were left together to kind of sort out their own issues and she said that because of that they they found out where each other's boundaries were when they were playing and so that even now at this sort of like ripe age that they're at as teenagers they still have that and they're still able to understand each other's boundaries and what the other one likes and how to play together really well because they were sort of forced to learn it when they were younger that's good because I do try to lead them to it a lot of the time because I have spent most of their lives sort of intervening mm. um, when I have to 
but I do like to sort of watch them from afar and let them work things out rather than jumping straight in and you know solving arguments over television remotes and things like that yeah it's it's so instinctive to want to step in but it is I think it is good for them to work these things out as long as it doesn't get to you know anything too intense (laughs) fisticuffs exactly I was going to say that Okay, so um, I wondered if you could talk us through a typical day in the life for you. So you were home educated yourself and you've got a six and an eight year old and they've never been to school. So talk us through what a typical day would look like for you. Well, every day is different. Um, But today, for example, we are doing things at home. We were going to do some cooking this morning because we have forest school um, this afternoon and it's the Christmas party. So uh-huh. we're going to do some cooking to take to that. But we've just found out that's been cancelled because the roads are quite icy. So we're probably going to not do the cooking, but we might go out to our local National Trust property to have a good run because I find they need quite a lot of exercise. Do you find so, going out every day a helpful thing? Do you try to sort of get them out and about or doing something active most days? Outside, yes, but not always off of our property because we have um, a field attached to where we live. And we have animals, so if we don't go out, out, we're always at least out there walking the dog, looking after the animals. Um, I do find if we're in all day, if it's really bad weather, that they can get a bit, it's a bit too close to each other, a bit not, you know, they just need to go out and do some exercise sometimes. Yeah. We do try and get some outdoor time in every day. And what about lessons in inverted commas? Do you do do you do sort of structured lessons at all or do you do sit down education or anything like that? We don't do any structured lessons or sit down education. So we might um, sit on the sofa and read books all morning. Mm. And I would call that English. Mm. Um, they read a little, um, but I'm not pushing them to read a lot yet. But they love books and they love stories. So they mm. naturally read some and then they want me to read more which I do Mm. we do maths as we go often in the car they love maths and they love asking each other questions and that's quite a common car game and we do a lot of sort of conversational learning which is a phrase I just picked up from one of the home ed groups um because you know we saw an abandoned house when we were driving one day and that led to a whole conversation Mm. about wills and inheritance and property and it was really great chat and I feel like you know, they learn something without really, you know, I never intended to teach them about inheritance that day, but that's, that's what happened. Yeah, I've never heard it called that. And that's a really nice thing because in actual fact, I think if I was going to name our home education, something else, I would call it car education, because most of our education happens when we're driving. Because like you say, you have these long, weird chats about the world and what you're seeing around you, and they'll ask you things. And I don't know whether it's from a psychological perspective, maybe it's because you're not all looking at each other. You're all sort of that you're able to have these quite free flowing chats, I think. But yeah, I, I I didn't know it was called conversational learning, but that is such a massive part of it. And I I feel sometimes as if that is more natural for people who've always home educated because children don't associate learning with anything negative or with a school environment. And I think that can be quite hard to go straight into when you take a child out of school. Um, it takes a while to, for the child to relax into being able to have that natural curiosity, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I always see people say, oh, my child's been out of school for three weeks. We need to be doing. And I just always think, no, yeah. <laughs> don't. It's very early to be doing anything, isn't it, at that stage? So would you consider yourself to be an unschooler? I suppose I would. 
Yeah. Hmm. And so a typical unschooling day for you would involve spending time together and the two children playing and then spending time outside and then just incorporating learning into that. Yeah. If we have to, you know, run errands, like if we have to go to the post office or something, there's always learning along the way. And some days I write it down and I write down what we've um, actually talked about and experienced and learned in a day. And it's amazing how much there is just in a normal day. So they help with things like errands and housework without being sort of forced into chores. We might watch TV. We might play games. We love board games, but also games on the computer. Sort of a bit of everything. Were you, when you were home educated as a child, were you home educated in an unschooling way? Or I'm guessing because you're a teen, it was maybe more structured, was it? Or was it also an unschooling approach that you had as a child? No, so my parents uh, took me out of school as I turned 14 and they were very concerned that they needed to show that I was doing something. And it was the time that everybody was choosing GCSEs. So I chose five GCSEs, which my parents um, bought sort of tutor packs for. Mm. And um, I did them by distance learning. So there was kind of more traditional sit down and do your work. But it was more flexible with the timing because I was an outdoorsy child. So we would be outside a lot of the day and I would sit and do a couple of hours of work in the evening, um, which is funnily enough, kind of how I run my business now. <laughs> I do the outdoorsy stuff in the day and then I uh, I do my paperwork in the evening. So that obviously just works for me. Um, so I passed the GCSEs so that I had I had them. Isn't that lovely that as a home educated child, you are able to find your natural sort of instinctive flow of the day which must have been yeah. your natural flow because that's the one you've kept up with and it, it makes so much difference doesn't it my children are doing their exams and they're able to instigate their own natural flow to the day and they both have a completely different approach um, they both have a totally different flow to the day and I've actually done a podcast with each of them so anyone listening can hear those but they've both been given the opportunity to develop their own routine of the day however it works for them and it's completely different uh, do you think your children will have a different routine when they get to instigate a kind of routine as they're a little bit older yes probably I mean they have a fairly similar routine now but that's probably because they tend to do things together mm. um but they're definitely quite different in many ways so I'm sure they will um have their own ways my girl prefers to sit um she will sit at the table and ask me how to spell things whereas um my boy, I can see, would resist if you tried to teach him. If you tried to sit and say, you're going to learn this today. As mm. much as I've never done that, I can see that that wouldn't suit him. Whereas my girl probably would be like, okay, if she wanted to, this is what <laughs> we're going to learn. And she would apply herself to practice and, and learn that thing. And so they are quite different. And how are you thinking of approaching exams when that time comes? Well, I think... Um, but with exams, I know that they are both, well, at the moment, they seem to me quite keen to learn things. And I hope that that continues. And as they get older and they want to choose looking towards careers and things, I'd like to encourage them to look at qualifications that they might need. Mm. And then we'll work out the best way for them to, to gain those, because I certainly will encourage them if they want to, to go to college or go to university or study in some way whether it's from home or not towards things that they want to do so we'll just have to facilitate how it works best for them but I know you can do your GCSEs A-levels and things from home 
I know there's options within colleges. So I think that, you know, there are options for them. And I would like to encourage them to, you know, to do what they want, really. Mm. Yeah, it helps when they have some sort of sense of what they want to be, because yeah. then you can find the college course and work back from the requirements for that. That's very helpful. Exactly. So my last question, Becky, is if you were to sum up your home education life at the moment in three words, what would they be? Hmm. So I might have to say sort of like freedom to some extent um, or flexibility. They're my two favourite home ed words whenever I'm <laughs> home ed. Freedom and flexibility, the two Fs. <laughs> yeah, they are probably the first two that come to mind. Um, I'm sort of torn between adventure and something that symbolises like prioritising good mental health or personal health mm-hmm. or something that like, you know. Uh, well-being is such a broad mm, word, isn't it? Yeah, well-being well-being could work because um I would rather that they had good sort of well-being than good exam results really yeah um it's more important to me for them I think so freedom flexibility and well-being I love it there and do you feel that as a home educated child yourself that they were the same words that you that you sort of could have applied to yourself or was it slightly different back then when I was home educated, I think it was more um, it was more escaping from school and mm. a system that wasn't working for me uh, than it was, you know, choosing to home educate for my parents. Although they were keen once they found out it was something you could do. So for me, it was more about, I suppose, escape and being able to do things that worked better for me. So I don't know what the three words for that would have been. Almost like autonomy like a recovery of autonomy in some ways yeah thank you so much Becky it's been really lovely chatting with you today and having that kind of whistle stop guide through your day and it's lovely to talk to a home educating parent who was home educated themselves it's really that's that's a first for me so I'm really thrilled by that so it was lovely to speak to you today thank you so much Becky thank you thank you so much for joining us for today's home education matters podcast see you at the next one have a lovely day